Good afternoon. My name is Larry Clayman. I am the founder of Judicial Watch and now Freedom Watch. I'm a former federal prosecutor. I ran for the U.S. Senate in Florida in the Republican primary in 2004. Came out and found Freedom Watch at that time. And I'm a conservative libertarian activist. You know me as the only person ever to obtain a ruling as a lawyer that a president of the United States committed a crime, Bill Clinton, when he illegally re released the White House Privacy Act protected files of a woman he harassed in the Oval Office by the name of Kathleen Willey. That being said, I've been very active over the last several years in bringing lawsuits to bring various corrupt government officials, lawyers, and judges to justice. Most notable among all of them are Bill and Hillary Clinton, where we brought cases involving racketeering, the misuse of the Clinton Foundation to raise huge amounts of money, selling access to the State Department. This was nothing new. The Clintons had done this in the 1990s when I first challenged them. And you can see my history on our website at freedomwatchusa.org. Today, as head of a public interest group, Freedom Watch, I do not endorse candidates. However, people can probably figure out what was in my heart, and I'm very pleased that uh, Hillary Clinton did not win the presidency of this country. I believe that it would have been the death knell of the country. Uh, I believe that God stepped in, that there was a divine grace that saved this nation, that gave it another chance. And as we embark upon the Trump presidency, I think we must remember and be cognizant that we should give the president all of our support, but he is not the Messiah. He is not God. He's going to make mistakes. He's already in the last week made a few mistakes. He's reached out to Obama, said that he respects him, that he, he, he wants to have his counsel. Uh, frankly, that's the last thing one should have, is the counsel of an individual who has done everything he can to harm this country, whether it's through his, frankly, black Muslim views, uh, which have sought to, in effect, be reparations uh, for wrongs that were committed against his people, which certainly should have been corrected. And I'm a great admirer of Martin Luther King. Stoking racial war with Black Lives Matter, Reverend Louis Farrakhan of the Nation of Islam, Al Sharpton, uh, former Attorney General Holder, current Attorney General Loretta Lynch. Uh, they're now on the streets, literally burning the country down in protest of Ronald Trump's resident, uh, presidency. He's made a mistake saying he's going to water down repealing water, uh, Obamacare. Uh, that could be a mistake. And he's made a mistake equivocating on his ban against Muslims, certainly Muslims that are American citizens, Muslims that are permanent residents. They deserve rights. They should be protected. They should be respected. But we don't need any more of a religion that believes that the world should be only populated by Muslims and that Jews and Christians, frankly, are an anathema and that Allah intended that they be eliminated. I'm sorry. Uh, we are at war with Islam. That being said, the President has also said, President-elect Trump has also said that he's going to perhaps look the other way on all the Clinton crimes after he promised to appoint a special counsel, a special independent counsel. All of these things are understandable. All of these things are his effort to reach out uh, to the left. But we have to learn from the past. Ronald Reagan did not reach out to the left. He did what he thought was right. And unless we restore our equal system of justice and hold the Clintons accountable and don't let them off the hook where there's two systems of justice, one for the elites of Washington, D.C., and one for the rest of us, this country will not survive. It will die. 
As our great founding father and second American president, John Adams, said just days before signing the Declaration of Independence in my native city of Philadelphia at Independence Hall, in my view, the greatest monument in this country, a testament to our freedom. He said that without ethics, morality, and religion, it doesn't matter how many times you change your forms of government or your rulers, there will be no lasting liberty. And that's why the Clintons must be held accountable. That's why Barack Hussein Obama must be held accountable for his crimes involving Benghazi, IRS gate, Fast and Furious gate, uh, all of the other things he did with illegal executive actions, because we need to set an example for the future. We in the United States think that we are morally superior to the rest of the world. We can be, but we haven't been. Take a look at even the country of Brazil, which has impeached two presidents and one is on trial uh, for taking bribes. He will likely go to prison. Look at our strongest and most important ally, Israel, in the Middle East, that has sent two prime ministers to prison for taking bribes. Look at Venezuela, uh, essentially a communist country, which is about ready to exclude the successor to Hugo Chavez. Yet we in this country have this false Pollyanna view that somehow uh, Hillary Clinton and her colleagues, along with Barack Obama, should be let go scot-free simply because they were the powerful. That is a disgrace. Our founding fathers did not let the British crown go scot-free. We waged a successful revolution, we cleaned house, and we decided that was no longer going to be part of our system. Our laws were our own. We are laws of, not of men, but of our Constitution. And that is why Freedom Watch and I, and you, as our supporters, have a vital role to play in making sure that the vision which President-elect Donald J. Trump espoused during the campaign remains true, because he cannot do it alone. And in fact, he won't do it alone, because he has to make certain compromises. Already, uh, he has installed as his chief of staff the former head of the Republican National Committee, Reince Priebus. While Priebus may be a very nice man, the reality is he played both sides of the street during the election. He would have been very happy if Donald Trump was defeated, but of course when he saw that he had a chance to win, he became Trump's great friend. Uh, numerous commentators have expressed concern over this. Now the President has put in effect as his top policy advisor, Steve Bannon, who led Breitbart after the death of Andrew Breitbart, a friend of mine, a great man, to great success. Now that's good that he has Breitbart there. But it's clear that the President and his surrogates have no stomach for prosecuting the Clintons and Obamas for their crimes against this country. And Freedom Watch will be your special counsel. We will do everything we can to help ensure a successful presidency for Donald J. Trump. We want him to carry out his campaign promises. But we need to rise up as we the people. As I said, there is no political messiah. We need to do it for ourselves. So that's my introduction for today. We need your strong support, financial and otherwise, because we are the mouse that roared. We need to become more substantial. The forces of the left are in the streets right now, burning the country down, and we cannot turn the other cheek and sit back and wait for it to happen. We need to restore the rule of law. Freedom Watch has brought lawsuits, not just with regard to Hillary Clinton and wrongful death, with regard to Benghazi and the family, families who were harmed there of Sean Smith and Ty Woods, great heroes who died because her private email server gave up the location of Ambassador Chris Stevens, which was obviously then passed on to terrorists. 
But we have lawsuits against Black Lives Matter, Al Sharpton, Louis Farrakhan of Nation of Islam, Black, New Black Panthers Party, Hillary and Bill Clinton and others with regard to trying to destroy law enforcement in this country and killing cops. Cops are being killed nearly every day. We cannot allow this to happen. So my friends, my colleagues, my supporters, we need to rise up. Uh, we cannot leave all of the job to President-elect Donald J. Trump. We need to do it for ourselves. That's my opening statement for today. If you can support us, go to freedomwatchusa.org. We need your strong financial and other support. freedomwatchusa.org. God bless you. So, Larry, there are things I would like to hear you expand upon um, based on the opening statement that you made. The first question that would be on my mind as a non-lawyer is, what kind of potential penalties would Obama and Clinton face for either the whole myriad of charges and violations that they've clearly committed that would be hopefully um, be brought up as charges against them? What kind of penalties would there be for individual charges? Are they looking at fines, jail time? What is the scope of that? Because that hasn't been discussed at all anywhere in the media or others. It's always been a question of, are they going to be charged or aren't they? Will they be um, uh, pardoned or won't they? How, how do you approach that? That's a very good question. And it's very likely that uh, President Barack Hussein Obama, before he leaves office, will pardon Hillary Bill Clinton and her daughter, Chelsea, their daughter. Uh, that will not stop us from proceeding further, because if we uncover new information in our lawsuits, we can put the pressure on to have them prosecuted uh, by the Justice Department or by state authorities. We also have the ability through our civil suits, those civil suits will remain unaffected by any pardon to literally bankrupt them. We can take their money away from them, and if they have no money, they can't really do very much harm. For instance, the Benghazi wrongful death suit, we're asking for punitive damages in the hundreds of millions of dollars, which could literally wipe them out. I'm not in it for the money, believe me. I'm in it for justice. Uh, with regard to our lawsuits against Black Lives Matter, Louis Farrakhan, Al Sharpton, New Black Panthers Party, again, we're asking for hundreds, if not billions of dollars in damages. And also George Soros, that very evil, self-hating, anti-Semitic Jew who collaborated with Nazis along with his father in World War II. This is one of the most evil people ever to inhabit our nation or the earth. Uh, he's worth a lot of money. And we need to take that money flow away from these ultra-left, socialist, atheist, anti-Semitic, anti-Christian, pro-radical feminist, pro-illegal immigration, pro-Muslim stances. This man would like to see Israel destroyed, even though he was born to Yahweh. 
Uh, we need to remove that. And we have a lot of power in civil suits to do that. And when we lead the way, when we show President-elect Donald J. Trump what we have done, as we've shown them already, then perhaps we can force the government even to bring criminal prosecutions. And there's one other thing that we've been doing over the years. Believe it or not, it is constitutional for the American people to impanel their own grand jury, it's called a citizen's grand jury, to take evidence to try and convict criminals, including high-level public officials, and seek to have that enforced. The great Supreme Court Justice Antonin Scalia wrote in a decision, United States versus Williams, back in 1982, that the grand jury is part of we the people. It doesn't belong to either the executive, legislative, or judicial branches of government, and that the American people can use it on their own. In fact, we did that in the Old West. Uh, we had grand juries. We indicted criminals. We tried them with citizens' juries. And frankly, when they were guilty, we hung them if it was a capital offense. Uh, we have the ability uh, to bring justice to our own system if President-elect Trump will not do it through his Justice Department. Now, we're not going to cause violence. We believe in peaceful nonviolence. But we can set the example for his Justice Department to do the job. And I, I must say, I don't know who's the Attorney General, but I have great respect for someone who's mentioned as a possible Attorney General, Rudolph Giuliani. I know Mr. Giuliani is a fine man, and there are other good people around him. And I know that in their heart they would like this to happen. But right now they can't talk about it because they're trying to calm the waters out there in the nation. And frankly, I doubt that they will ever do it. The President-elect uh, Trump has said, well, I find immigration, health care, um, those kinds of things more important right now. So we can do the job that the Trump Justice Department cannot and probably will not do. And by way of example, let's go back to the beginning of George W. Bush's administration after the first Clinton administration, when the Republican establishment let uh, Bill Clinton off the hook. They simply wanted to wound him. I actually worked with the House prosecutor, David Shippers, and Bob Barr, who introduced the articles of impeachment at my suggestion and some other conservatives. And they let him off the hook and never convicted Bill Clinton. They never pushed to have Hillary Clinton indicted and convicted because they just wanted to wound them. They realized that if they knocked Clinton out of office at that time, Vice President Gore would step in as president. It would be harder to win the next election. That was a political calculation. It was cynical. It was wrong. And what happened? Bill and Hillary Clinton and their lovely daughter came back like a virus. They inhabited the earth again in their evil Darth Vader-type way of doing things. And frankly, they almost won the presidency again. And if they had won that presidency, that would have been it for this country after eight years of Obama and his destructive rule. Uh, to have the Clintons come in there, who are the Bonnie and Clyde of American politics, as I call Hillary Clinton, the wicked witch of the left, all financed by George Soros, the most evil person in my view uh, in this entire country, it would have been the end of this country. So thank God it didn't happen, but we have to make sure that we legally keep them down, that we legally destroy them. As the famous tennis star John McEnroe used to say, when you get somebody down five sets to zero, you finish them off. You don't let them come back. Hillary Clinton just made an excuse the other day that she lost the presidency because FBI Director James Comey released a letter to Congress. You know what? She almost won the presidency because of Comey's actions. He covered for her. 
But that's her way of saying, I'm going to try again in four years. I'm not dead. I'm going to come back. And just like the Wicked Witch and the Wizard of Oz tried to come back before the House fell on her, uh, we need to make sure that the House falls on Hillary Clinton, legally speaking, that she can never rise again with all of her criminal colleagues, everyone from her lovely husband, Bill, to Harold Dickies, to John Podesta, to Cheryl Mills, to Terry McAuliffe, to Uba Abedin, to all of these criminals that she surrounded herself with that were exposed as criminals, not because our justice system has been working, but because WikiLeaks obtained leaked documents illegally and released them to the American people. We need to restore our system of justice. We need to hold the Clintons and Obamas accountable, people like that, people in and around them. And we will hold Republicans accountable, too, when they break the law. That's been my history. It, but regarding uh, prosecution of the Clintons, is there more to it than just a, a lack of political will in that, um, and I should say, uh, the o Obama and some of his high-ranking uh, officials, too, is that um, based on the severity of some of the suspected criminal activity, for instance, uh, the, the potential of being an accessory to murder in Brian Terry's death in the Fast and Furious case, you're talking about the border agent. Uh, yes, the border agent. Um, is the potential penalties and prison terms, or worse, that are carried with such penalties if conviction is, is attained, are so severe that that is one of the reasons that the Republicans that are following Obama are hesitant to bring these charges? And, and one other quick question about the Clintons very fast is you were talking about the hesitancy of the uh, Republicans in the impeachment days to wound Clinton. But after his presidency, there was never any charges brought about the looting of the White House or the Sandy Berger situation, where Berger went in and stole documents that had the potential of making uh, President Clinton look either responsible or bad regarding 9-11. Uh, could you address those? Yes, yeah, so, and the answers are relatively simple, is that in Washington as a club, you have the National Football League the American Conference and the National Conference. Here we have both political parties at the head of their little club. And they realize that if they go strongly against the opposing club, the other conference, that that conference will come after them when they commit crimes and do various things that are wrong. So they have this unwritten piece, it's called Mutual Assured Destruction, that they're not going to prosecute each other. They just like to go on CNN or Fox, pontificate for political reasons. We've seen that with the head of the House Oversight and Reform Committee, Jason Chaffetz, who hasn't accomplished anything in eight years, nor did his successor um, uh, in that post. ISA. Hold, Darryl ISA. Daryl ISA, ISA. Hold anyone accountable. So, yeah, it's mutual assured destruction, and that's the reason. Now, Barack Obama is responsible for the deaths, not just of this border agent. He's responsible for all these police that have been killed. He's the one that stoked the violence at the top. Everybody recognizes that. Sheriff you're David. talking about in the wake of Trayvon Martin, Michael Brown, Correct. et cetera, et cetera, as Black Lives Matter grew out of those essentially non-events to become. That's yeah. right. And his attorney general, Eric Holder, the first one, and now Loretta Lynch, they've done the same thing. They've threatened police departments. They're trying to nationalize police departments. That's something Hitler would have done in Germany, to have a, a national police, because they want to have total control. These people are fascists. That's what they are. Fascism and socialism, we get into a long discussion, is very similar. And consequently, yes, the penalty should be severe. 
And in my view, uh, Barack Hussein Obama should spend the rest of his life in prison. I do believe that, and I believe that Hillary Clinton should. They have harmed this country. They have brought it to its knees. But will that ever happen by virtue of the Republicans pressing on it? No. So therefore, we have to seek justice in other ways. And even if we succeed in a civil context, kind of like O.J. Simpson, you know, he was let off the hook for murdering Nicole Simpson in the criminal court, but he got nailed in a civil court for wrongful death. And that's what we did with regard to Hillary Clinton bringing this lawsuit for the mother of Sean Smith and the father of Ty Woods, two people that worked in and around Ambassador Christopher Stevens and were killed because Hillary Clinton knew or should have known that using that private email server would be hacked. We now know with 99% certainty that at least five countries did so. Undoubtedly, the Islamic Republic of Iran that then turned it over to al-Qaeda, which they're aligned with, uh, and it resulted in the deaths of these people. Hillary Clinton, I don't believe in a death penalty. I believe in, in life imprisonment uh, because I see too many mistakes in the legal system. But Hillary Clinton should be in prison for the rest of her life. And maybe the worst punishment would be to put in the same cell with, with Bill. That, that's uh, very funny. Or with Barack. <laughs> um, can you talk about where the case is now is, uh, in the Benghazi case and how the um, machinery of the justice system is expected to move forward? You know, the, we who are, of course, non-attorneys know that the wheels of justice turn slowly and hopefully steadily. But uh, what is the process at this point, and we filed a complaint. And of course, I'll only mention the things that you can legally speak about at this point. We understand there's. I can speak about most things. We filed a complaint. It was served on Hillary Clinton. She attempted to evade service of process. Uh, the Secret Service, at her direction, told us to go to her campaign headquarters at the time. We then went there, and her staff ran away from the process server. She wound up with a default being entered by the clerk of the court. Uh, and then we moved to have a judgment entered against her because she still didn't respond. Uh, the case, we knew this would happen. A judge vacated the default. And now the case, I mean, that kind of courtesy is provided initially, uh, at least to somebody like Hillary Clinton. The case is moving forward in the courts. And we're going to get into discovery and seek documentation about her misuse of the private server. This is a great window into what she was doing uh, that has not been fulfilled. And we are also suing her for defamation because she called Pat Smith, the wife of Sean Smith, uh, the mother of Sean Smith, and she called Charles Woods, the father of Ty Woods, liars when they simply repeated that Hillary Clinton had told them that it was somebody that went for a walk in the park, to use Hillary's words, angered by a video critical of the Prophet Muhammad, when in fact Mrs. Clinton knew as Secretary of State that it was al-Qaeda terrorists that did it. And she said that to the prime minister of Egypt, and she told her daughter Chelsea that. So our clients have been defamed. So we're seeking uh, large damages in that regard. Our clients are not looking for the money. They want justice. Their sons have been killed. But if we bankrupt these people, we can use the money for a lot of good purposes uh, in the public interest and, and charitable capacity and other capacities. It's, it's the client's money if they win. We're not charging anything. And that's why we need... Uh, your support, uh, because uh, they're not paying for the representation. We look to the American people to do that. And you can go to freedomwatchusa.org for that, to make a contribution. Yeah, From a legal standpoint, uh, besides wrongful death, would you 
say that the main justification for the cause of action against Hillary Clinton in the Benghazi case is negligence or criminal negligence by essentially having her mishandle the information on the server that made it vulnerable to being discovered by foreign agents that then led to the attack, like you said, because it revealed the location of the Benghazi annex? At a minimum, okay. I believe there's a lot of information about Hillary Clinton's activities in Libya. We have another client who's yet to come forward. They can talk about Hillary Clinton's complicity in likely shaking, trying to shake down Muammar Gaddafi, pay up to us or you're going or to your perish. Head. <laughs> right, that was the ultimate uh, <laughs> access. Wow. Yeah, we have clients that, that has that information as part of the negotiation. Um, a very uh, smart guy by the name of Dr. K.A. Paul, who tried to broker peace between them. But the reality here is, is that um, it's, it was more than just simple negligence, although that's enough to hold Hillary Clinton accountable. As lawyers say, she knew or should have known this was going to happen. Hillary Clinton is a cold-hearted, bloodless witch. I hate to say it, but we all know. And it was even made reference by Janine Pirro in her monologue the other day on Fox News on Judge Janine. You know, Fox is very careful about what it says. Even she made reference to all the people that died in the years leading up to the first Clinton administration and then their time in office. Over 80 people died, who, many of whom were material witnesses against the Clintons. Hillary Clinton's last male paramour, uh, Vince Foster, he was in her, the Rose Law Firm. Um, she's not been loyal to Bill Clinton, by the way. This is the, the hypocrisy of the whole Sexually. Thing. Sexually, with either men or women. Yeah, okay? please, Larry, neither I nor I think the listeners want to visualize <laughs> Hillary Clinton in any intimacy. No, we, we don't. We don't. <laughs> and and uh, That's my own agenda. No, no, <laughs> and, and I never made an issue of that until she hypocritically came forward and started trashing Donald Trump for conduct that her husband and herself have engaged in as well. And it's hypocrisy. And also, you know, I believe this. I'm not homophobic at all. Uh, but if you are something, you should be proud of it. You shouldn't hide behind closed doors. And in today's day and age, there's nothing wrong with being gay or lesbian or anything else. And she's tried to hide that. And she's a hypocrite. And But that's a whole nother story, a whole nother discussion. What I'm trying to say is that Hillary Clinton likely has had people killed. She's likely had them hit. And uh, so she doesn't give a darn about human life. And so whether or not she had knowledge that her emails were being intercepted, I frankly think she could have cared less. As she said, what difference does it make? That's the way I read it. I frankly don't give a darn that my client's sons were killed. I want to be president of the United States, and I'm going to cover it up. I'm going to defame them and let the rest of the, the country be damned. Yeah, I know this gets into an area that might be speculative, but what you just said in your last answer, the concept of the Clintons going to Gaddafi, shaking him down, and then having the results be what it is, do you think there was that being with the Clintons, once there's a little smoke, you, historically there's been fire and a repeat of the arson attack in all areas, whether it's cattle futures, whitewater, etc. Do you think that's possibly something that was going on with other foreign actors? And in other words, 
were they not just coming to the Clinton administration, the the Clinton Foundation and Hillary in the State Department and saying, "Ah, oh, Mrs. Clinton, we have a generous donation in exchange for some favors." Do you think it kind of went both way, where she was approaching, say, Saudi royalty and saying? It would be a very good idea for you to make a large contribution. In exchange, I could be helpful on these issues over here. Absolutely, and that's their modus operandi, the Clintons. They have done this repeatedly. When I caught them in the 90s selling everything they could, I used to joke, let's hope they didn't sell Socks the Cat to the Chinese. That was their cat in the White House. Uh, they sold seats on trade missions, which sparked Chinagate, which I uncovered at Judicial Watch. They sold judgeships. They sold pardonships. They gave pardons to people like Mark Rich. Uh, they sold commissionerships. They sold ambassadorships. They sold everything. This is what they do, and they extort. And for one, for some reason, the, the greed is such such a level that Hillary Clinton couldn't even resist stealing over two hundred thousand dollars of White House furniture on her way out the door in two thousand. She did it again at the State Department. Just. You know, a few years ago, there is no crime that's beneath the Clintons. And we're going to pick this up tomorrow. But this is why an example needs to be made. They are the poster children for holding the elite accountable. They're next to Barack Hussein Obama, who's done everything he can to destroy this country. This election was a complete repudiation of what he did against the people of this country. They rose up against all odds. He attempted to destroy Israel. He's a virulent anti-Semite. Uh, he, he associates with his Muslim side. And he has done everything he can to squeeze the Judeo-Christian value system of this country out of our body politic. These people must be held accountable. And if other countries can do it, like Brazil, like Israel, like Venezuela, are you saying the United States should not hold their powerful accountable? And if Republicans step out of line, you've got my word, they'll get the same treatment. And they have in the past. When George W. Bush uh, had warrantless wiretaps against American citizens, I sued him. Uh, when George W. Bush hid his energy policy from the American people and waged a war because American oil companies wanted to divide up the riches in, in Iraq, and I had documents to that effect when I was running Judicial Watch. We went all this way to the Supreme Court on that. Uh, George Bush was not the worst person that ever lived, okay? I, he was naive. He was ill-educated. Uh, and frankly, he wasn't uh, Albert Einstein. But uh, we held him accountable. And that's the way we are, because it's not a question of left, right, or center. But right now, this country has been brought to its knees by the left. And the left is out there in the streets right now encouraged by Barack Obama, by Hillary Clinton, by George Soros, by Black Lives Matter, by a number of forces that want to destroy this country to take it down. And they will not accept the bloodless revolution that we just waged in having elected Donald J. Trump. And I'm very hopeful that he will be successful and I will do everything I can uh, to make sure that's the case, not because I will tell people who to vote for, but because the policies which he espoused when he ran for office uh, will help, I think, make this country great again. But if he in any way varies from that, in, in any major way, and subverts the Constitution, uh, as Obama's and the Clintons have done, I, we will not hesitate to act on behalf of the American people. Well, thank you so much for your answers, and uh, we look forward to more tomorrow.
Thanks Thank so you. much.